This is Great Disturbances, a Star Wars podcast. Each week, hosts Rich and Paul discuss Star Wars media, no matter what form it takes. And we're back. I am Rich. And I am Paul. And this is Great Disturbances. Well, you already heard that. That was in the intro thingy that we... Yeah. But other, but whatever, you know, I don't don't mind saying it again, so... (laughs) Which, by the way, I think we've also done this bit twice now. Have we? The bit where we say great disturbances. Oh, you probably heard that. Oh. Um, so this we just we just went one level higher <laughs> on that, right? We've we inceptioned it again. We just went from we repeat the name of the podcast to we repeat repeating the name of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's just one giant joke, just folks. We one, just keep yeah, telling the whole fucking thing. Over it's just going to, it's just going to eat itself. It's going to <laughs> all the way to, to nothing. It's, it's jokes all the way down. Yeah, jokes tur- all, the way down. all the way down. Well, we're going to, uh, today we're going to, we're going to do, we're going to do star Wars, the original, a new hope, new hope as it is episode now known. four episode four. The, the one that started it all, the one that, that predates Brian Daly's books by about mm-hmm. a year, right? Mm-hmm. So we're going we're gonna to talk about that. Now, this is this we have a little bit of history with. We actually recorded this episode or an episode of this as one of our first episodes, right? Was this our yeah. very first episode? This, is our, this was our first episode. Yeah. So this was not, what we were going to. Not this, but right. a lost recording is our first a episode. lost that... recording. Yeah, it's gone. <laughs> it was on my original, my original computer, my PC that uh that that took crap and took crap took that took that episode with it so here we are again and we figured six months was probably a good amount of time or six or seven months or whatever the hell time it's been yeah it was a good amount of time to kind of get it fresh again yeah and uh and so we're you know i feel i feel like we as a star wars podcast should address star wars the original yes um a new hope etc dig it that's that's where we're going with this, guys. That's that's what we're gonna do. So if you don't like it, well, you sorry. Know, like, I mean, sorry. Just, uh, please listen anyway. We need yeah, listeners. Please. But yeah, we need listeners. <laughs> God, we need listeners. Oh God, I just I just quit my job to do this full time. <laughs> Whoa! Uh, Cart and Paul. horse are way out of line here. <laughs> Paul, we did not agree to that. This is <laughs> not. This is not what this is. Oh my God! Oh, shit! Does your wife know this? <laughs> I just leave the house for a couple hours a day and she thinks I'm at work. <laughs> oh, shit. It's a surprise for her when we start making millions of dollars very soon from this. It'll be a pleasant surprise for her. So let's keep it that way. Right. Yeah, we'll do that. Well, it'll be Please. great. I can't wait to see. We should we should make sure we have video of this whenever it happens. Yeah. The first million starts coming in. When the first million hits in like two weeks or so. Yeah. Yeah. Then, obviously. Yeah. That's, that's definitely going to happen. <laughs> So Star Wars. So I feel like it's time, I guess, for, I mean, this, if there's one episode that doesn't need it, it's this one. Right. But I feel like it's time, if you have one, oh, I do. for a patented Rich Davenport summarization I do in this of this of this thing. I do. And Paul, this is my gift to you. Ooh. Yeah, this is my gift to you. Merry Christmas, Paul. Merry Christmas, Paul. A little bit, a little late, but whatever. A little late. <laughs> All right, here we go. You want to do the music? I'm just kidding. Don't do music. We'll get sued. Don't do the music. <laughs> <laughs> Chewbacca is a Wookiee ex-slave and smuggling partner of the infamous Han Solo. He owes a life debt to Han, so he allows himself 
to get dragged all into all his crazy schemes and plots. The most recent one is a passenger transport. The pair must smuggle an old man, a young moisture farmer, and two droids from Tatooine to the Alderaan system. Seems simple enough, but the Wookiee first mate has a bad feeling when he gets when they get attacked on their way out of Mos Eisley Space Station by Imperial Stormtroopers. It's a close call, but Chewie and Han manage to make a clean getaway. While on their trip, the kid is playing with his laser sword that the Jedi used to use, and Chewie decides to keep a close eye on that situation while playing space chess with the short droid, r chess. I don't know what the name of it is. So I just wrote space chess. Fuck it. I don't know. There probably is a name for it somewhere. In a I know there is. Or, yeah. I, I know there is. There has to be. There's a name for everything. Everything. Mm. This fucking this every star wars has a name for everything (laughs) every face that has ever appeared on a screen has a name yeah that's right when they arrive in the alderaan system it appears that the planet has been completely obliterated somehow chewie of course tries to warn han that they should get the fuck out of there but the human smuggler ignores him (laughs) when han when han notices an errant tie fighter he steers to chase it and the group comes face to face with a gigantic space station the size of a moon Fearing a return to slavery at the Empire's hand, Chewie begs Han now to turn around, and the human finally relents, but they're caught in the station's tractor beam. (laughs) On the station, the group manages to overtake two stormtroopers, and Han and the farm boy disguises in the trooper's armor. The smugglers and their cargo make their way to a recon room where the smaller droid discovers that a princess who is part of the rebellion is being held on station. Han doesn't want to to help her, but Chewie growls his disapproval of Han's position, and the farm boy persuades Han with the only thing that he really loves, money, or at least the promise of money. (laughs) The group finds the princess, shuts down the tractor beam, and escapes the space station with the help of the old man and his lightsaber. He sacrifices himself to create a distraction, and the remaining group flees the station. Once clear, they fight off TIE fighters and return to the princess's hidden rebel base on Yavin 4, where they find a bunch of info about the battle station inside the droid. Han doesn't want to help, and as the rebels plan their attack for the, to destroy the station, he and Chewie pack up, and pack up the reward they earned for rescuing the princess. Chewie tells Han that they should help, but as per usual, the human fucking ignores him. <laughs> <laughs> While the rebels make their attack run, Chewie convinces Han to turn back, and they arrive just in time to help the farm boy make the final shot that will cause a chain reaction in the battle station, causing catastrophic failure and the total destruction of the Death Star. The human rebels have a ceremony to celebrate their victory and give everyone a medal, except for Chewie. Except Chewie. Because humans are fucking assholes. Yeah. Oh, dude, that was awesome. <laughs> giving, giving Chewie a voice. That's all that's I've right. ever asked. There you that's go. All I've, that's all I've ever asked of you. <laughs> and here we are. And here we are. Chewie has you gave voice. him a voice. You gave God him a voice. Right, I did. That's awesome. So yeah, I, I figured I had to do something a little different because everybody's heard of Star Wars. Everybody's knows the story of Star Wars, but nobody knows the story of Star Wars. From Chewie's perspective. From Chewie's perspective. That's right. Nobody fucking listens to him, but he's right the whole fucking time. <laughs> so uh, upon this rewatch, because I still have my notes, which by the way, I have opened, but I haven't read yet. I might read them during, as we're recording here, if see if anything else pops up. But I, okay. I, kept, I kept myself sort of virgin from those notes and really sort of reflected on it from our, sort of our new place. Yep. Now, having gone through our 30 episodes or whatever it's been, Sure. Since we've yeah. since we've done it, but my first the first thought I had was literally as the as the crawl goes by is how much how much does Star Wars owe John Williams? 
I was I have a note about that. Dude, we are fucking simpatico. That music is is completely iconic. Yes. Star Wars simply would not be what it is without that. 100% you know, agree. It, yep. it wouldn't be what it is. Between that, between the between the the opening fanfare music to the to like Leia's theme, to Luke's theme, yes. to like the throne room, or not throne room, the uh, the trophy or the the medal ceremony music. Yeah. I mean, uh, the what Imperial is the march? Yeah, the Imperial march. I mean, he he is he is synonymous with Star Wars. Like you can't like, yeah, that nothing and and like nothing. There's nothing that gives me the feeling of Star Wars more yeah. than the music. Yeah, if you were to take the music out of the films. Mm-hmm. I, it would be like an abomination. It would be, yeah. it would be, they would, they would be terrible Yeah. without the music. Yeah. It's it like whatever, whatever they paid him, it wasn't enough. <laughs> yeah. And there's Absolutely. and like, and like it continues. And that, apart from star Wars, that guy's body of work is ridiculous. I know the Superman, mm-hmm. the Superman, come on the Superman theme. Mm-hmm. For fuck's sake, Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones, come mm-hmm. on! I know. If he, if that guy, I don't know if he's dead yet. He's, he's not dead no, yet. Is he? or, no, he's no. still alive. Well, he's not until you said something, Paul. Jesus Christ! Damn it! <laughs> but like, by any artistic fairness in the world, he should be a billionaire. Oh yeah. Now. I'm sure he's he not. Sh- no, but he should not. be. He should be absolutely. Because, he should be. Because for crying out loud, jeez. Just think about the the scene when Luke walks out of the hut on Tatooine and he's looking at the two suns, the setting suns, and the music swelling there. And you know right there, you know right there that John Williams was born to make the music for Star Wars. Fuck yes. 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 Uh, yeah, it's it's amazing that we both had, we both went on the same fucking line here. I have this. It's mine says, "Let's talk music." <laughs> yeah, I wanted to talk about that because I spent a lot of time thinking about that on this watch, especially because I get a lot of the feels during that during that medal ceremony. Yeah, Chewbacca not getting a medal, notwithstanding, mm-hmm. I I I still get the feels from it, you know, because it is is it's a victory with a little with a little hint of like what maybe is to come you know and like it just it feels important it feels massive such good music john williams you're a fucking god dude you are a god you are you're a god oh everything that he touches is good look he made the harry potter theme Oh, that did even, I didn't even know that? Yeah, That's he, awesome. did the, he did. He did the Come music for the first couple of Harry Potter movies, I think, and then he he bowed out and they brought in some other people, but some other schmucks care. who are not John Williams. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. these guys. That, like there's John Williams tier, which includes only John Williams, and then yeah. there's top tier. So yeah. like they brought in probably a top tier guy, but he's not John Williams, you know? Yeah, and, Danny Elfman or something like that, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. something, some but, schlub like him. But his music persisted, like his yeah. his theme persisted, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. And like pretty much any Steven and, Spielberg and, movie. And, and I mean I mean carry that on to Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, think about that. That movie was pretty bad yeah. as films go. Mm-hmm. And then the door opens 
mm-hmm. and Darth Maul pulls out that double lightsaber. And even then, without the music, you're kind of like, mm, what's this? And then the fucking music starts. Duel yes. of the Fates. Yeah. And you and and like and you're just your heart is swept away. And and all of a sudden, what could be like a pretty cheesy lightsaber fight, what could be a cheesy lightsaber fight mm-hmm. is made not yeah. cheesy. Yeah. Because the music, like because because you 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 understand i think you some part of your heart might even know that the, the title is duel of the fates even if you never knew that right right like right. It, like it it is that it is that it feels um, that way yeah it feels that way if were it not for that mm-hmm. like i would have probably just been like because I, I went and saw phantom as two or three times in the theater whatever it was just sure. because it was it, it represented some new star wars stuff to me mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, well, yeah. So I went and saw it a couple times. And th- like, if that had not happened in that way, I wouldn't have gone back. Yeah. I wouldn't have gone twice if it hadn't been for the duel at the end with Duel of the Fates as the music of the duel. Yeah. And that was like, I think it was like the first thing I downloaded on Napster. And Napster <laughs> became a thing at, at college. Was I was like, Duel of the Fates. I'm searching for that shit. Yeah. And then that was like everything. Oh, mm-hmm. God. Yeah, I bought that soundtrack like right away. Right, away. right after that movie came out. Like as soon as I saw that movie, I saw I saw it opening night. I think, yeah, with a bunch of people from Concordia. Like the next day, I was at the Sam Goody or wherever the hell it was, getting the fucking you know the soundtrack. And that's the thing too is that like I think at a, at a larger or a broad, not larger, broader maybe level, is that me at almost forty now. Mm-hmm. Like looking back on this film, I can look on I can look at it and how my tastes have evolved over the years and whatever. And I can see that, you know, a new hope for me, a new hope, if you were to strip away all of my emotional attachment to what it was and what it is as a thing, I'm not sure I would even like the film. I don't know. Maybe. Hmm. I'm not okay. sure. Okay. But but you see because you see some of that stilted Lewis Lucas dialogue. Yeah. And you see some of those weird directional things and yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, the music would have been still, still been a draw for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I wouldn't it, like if, if, if a new hope released now as a movie, yeah, I don't, I'm not sure I would be a huge fan of it. I mean, maybe I would like it. Maybe I don't know, but it wouldn't be like a part of my life mm-hmm. like it is now. I mean, and that's okay, right? Because things change, tastes change. Oh, yeah. The state of the art changes. The state of who you are as a person changes. Mm-hmm. Um, the state of film and cinema change. Like, the, I, what I realized was the pace of this film is a very late 70s pace. Oh, yeah. Which is not a 2020-esque pace of a film. Like, this movie would have happened in like a half an hour yeah in 2020 because of how things are paced in film these days you right. know right and so there's there's a lot of things that would have made it feel weird for for what it is or mm. what it would be now if it was released but of course it was if it was released now it wouldn't have the form it has now it'd have a different form sure right yeah absolutely but but yeah i i had to i had to sort of i had to sort of kind of acknowledge that it's it's merits on its own may or may not be that great but because i'm already locked in and i'm i already have my sort of 
my heart and soul sunk into that and everything. Yeah. It, it may, it's okay to still love it for that reason. Yeah. You know, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it may not be the greatest movie ever made, but its influence is so yeah. far reaching. I mean, I mean it, it revitalized science fiction in the late seventies. I mean, yeah. alien and not alien, well, alien. Yeah. Alien buck uh, alien, uh, flash Gordon. They were all like attempts to the black hole, the, the, the Disney movie, the black hole, all attempts to make a sci-fi movie, even the star Trek, the motion picture that came along in 1979 was a response or was oh, the door to it was opened by Star, by Star Wars, Wars. Yeah. which is a, the, I, the utter irony there is that is that George Lucas took some inspiration from Star Trek, the original series. Yeah. When in, when making this film and you could see it in the, some of the some of the deleted scenes, there's a deleted scene where where Luke and where Luke goes to see Biggs at the Tashi station. Yeah, there's actually like a deleted. I don't know if you've ever seen that. Have you ever seen that? Seen that. No. Okay, so there's a scene where he goes to see Biggs. Actually, he doesn't go to see Biggs. He goes to see like his friends because he, what he what happens is it's kind of an, it's supposed to be intercut with the opening space battle with between the Tantive Four and oh the right Star, okay or the yeah. Star Destroyer. What the fuck, I keep doing Death Star Star Destroyer again. <laughs> How do I keep doing that? But anyway, this scene takes place on Tatooine, obviously. And he's looking up and he's seeing like, like flashes, right? And he's like, oh, I better go and tell my friends. So he goes to the Tashi station to waste time with his friends, right? Wow. Yeah. He goes and he like, there's a couple of like, there's one couple there and then like another dude. And then there's Biggs. And Biggs hasn't been there since he left to join the Imperial Academy, right? Right, right. And he talks to Biggs about like, Oh, Biggs is talking about how, oh, yeah, I was, I've, I've been in the Navy and all that. I've been in the Imperial, I mean, in the Imperial Academy, but I'm not going to get, I'm not going to get drafted. I won't let myself get drafted. I'm going to join the rebellion. And it's kind of this revelation for Luke. And he says to him, your brain's just been in like Starfleet for too long or something like that, or the Starfleet for too long. And I was like, Starfleet, that's interesting. That's like a direct lift from yeah. Trek. So I'm, I can, I can tell why they didn't leave that in, but. Well, yeah, but also at that, which kind of shows you at that point, Luke is still enamored of the Empire, right? Because he's like, yeah, yeah the, the Academy, the fleet, fuck yes, let's do it. I want to go fly and shoot stuff. Yeah. You know, of course, in that in that deleted scene, um, Luke is like, well, yeah, I'll probably go to the Academy, but I won't be there long. I'll probably just follow in your footsteps, big and I'm big. And I'm like, wow, he's pretty easily influenced. Jesus. Wait, he gets, he got swayed fast. <laughs> yeah, he did. He got, oh, this dude can get radicalized in no time. <laughs> he's like the perfect fucking radicalized. He's the perfect know. candidate to get, to get swept up <laughs> in whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing I noticed is, and I noticed this when, at the very beginning, when the stormtroopers are breaking in to the tent of four, mm -hmm. um, stormtroopers shoot from the hip. Yeah, but it's—I think it's just because their helmets are so shitty that they, <laughs> that the actors don't think to put the guns up to their eyes. You know what I mean? Because anyway. the because the rebels they all go like you know they put the gun up to their eye. Yeah, and aim like they're aiming a real pistol. Right. Stormtroopers are all like shooting from the hip. Their blasters. Yeah, and but there's every now and again one of the stormtroopers will kind of raise it up a little bit. 
yeah. which I think is just, I think it just is like the actors in the costumes, since they couldn't hardly see anyway, <laughs> they didn't think to put the gun to their heads. Yeah. Like you would if you were aiming a real gun, <laughs> you know? So I just noticed that the stormtroopers, stormtroopers shoot, which is why probably why their aim is so bad. Yeah. Because they're shooting from the hip the whole time. Not in this movie. Their aim isn't bad. Ben specifically says that only an Imperial stormtrooper could be as precise as the, well, their shoots are. I mean, so, so yes, except anytime you see them shoot, their aim is bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. So Ben's because misinformed. Like, because like, a, like on several occasions, Han is accosted by like 11 of them who just open fire <laughs> at him and like, don't hit anything and don't hit anything. You, you know? know what? I was just thinking about this as we were, as we were talking about this. What if Ben's Ben's assessment of stormtroopers ability to shoot is based on his time with them while they in were the clone wars. in the clone wars where they were actually pretty good. Like what the, like, but so look, maybe, maybe what he doesn't the... know, what, what, what were you saying? This is like the, the, the decay of the empire since then. <laughs> or that, maybe, but I was thinking is like, cause I don't think they're clones anymore. Right. I think, right, they're, I don't like, think, so. I think yeah. they're like drafted now. So like, maybe like when they were clones, he just expects it, but he doesn't realize that they're just like recruited people. He just assumes <laughs> that they're continuing to make clones and that they're going to be good at shooting. <laughs> like, Ben's knowledge of like empire, you know, military, or 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 maybe maybe at, maybe at this point, yeah, they are still the clones, but they've got like clone madness or whatever, so they just <laughs> aren't very good at stuff anymore. <laughs> Which is why they're such bad pilots and they're such bad shots and they're such bad whatever. Is that they're they're really old for clones, right? Right. So they've all kind of gone mad a little bit, you know. Maybe uh, maybe the maybe Order sixty six also had like a little like. Uh, Trojan in it that was like <laughs> that was like okay so after you've murdered all the Jedi your aim is going to become shit so that like when you're shooting at other people that maybe wield a lightsaber that you can't kill them like so if they ever them. tried to turn on like Palpatine or <laughs> right. Vader they or couldn't Vader. do it they right. wouldn't do it yeah. right right it wouldn't be, it would be like pew, 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 like Pulp Fiction shooting, you know. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Way too much fucking thought into that, but, you know. And, uh, another <laughs> another thought, another funny moment that I noticed was that, like, when the when the stormtroopers are searching for people yeah. in the tentative and they go, there's one set for stun. Like, that guy who set, who just set his blaster to stun yeah. is blown away. Like yeah. he's like set for stun and he dies right <laughs> when he says that. Leia's like he fuck literally you. he literally commands his troops to not be lethal. Yeah, and then he is killed. Yeah, right then. <laughs> Leia, Leia doesn't. Leia's like punches. not me. Not, You're dead, not bro. Me fool. Yeah. The, um. <laughs> so I I I'm sensing a I sensed a. I I felt like there was you know there's the one dude um at the Death Star. So I guess I'm switching gears here from st from stormtroopers now, but there was there was one dude at that little conference where where Tarkin and Vader walk in and they say, "Hey, the, you know the emperors, you know, dissolve the council, dissolve the, yeah. the council, blah blah blah." Um, <sighs> there's one dude who's like insisting that the rebels will find a way to find a fucking weakness, right? Like they'll he knows that they're gonna figure it out, like. This is the one dude, right? And then, like, like as they, go, it came back to me as the at the end of the movie where like 
when the when the Death Star is getting blown up, I'm like, I wonder if that dude was still on there going, I fucking knew it. I, I knew, knew it. it. I knew it. And he's yeah. it, it bl- obliterated, you know. Right, right, right. Like that's like that would that just abuse the hell out of or, me. I don't or, know why. Actually, oh, that's funny because what I thought was because at one point there's a guy who's like he comes up to Tarkin and he's like, Should we prepare an escape shuttle just in case? And yeah. Tarkin's like, No, 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 what are you are you insane? Of course not. And the <laughs> I, and my thought, I was I was like if I was that guy, I would have been like, you know what? Let's go. Let's go prep it anyway. Yeah, yeah. And, and maybe I'll just like take it for a joyride real quick, just in case, you know, and say that he I was testing it or something like that. Fuck him. And then it, you know, if 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 we get in trouble, okay. But if they if the rebels do succeed, then I'm I'm clear because I'm on the I'm on the Tarkin's star yacht, right? <laughs> yeah, that would be me. <laughs> so, James Earl Jones as yeah. vader yeah he's this is this was a later dub right because it was david right. prowse delivering right. the lines and i noticed more of the there's there's times when the way he says things feels rushed or weird mm-hmm. but that's just because he has to match his voice to what the guy on the screen is doing right and every now and again there's there's a scene in that same conference room later where James Earl Jones is doing talking and then he finishes talking and then Vader goes and he shakes his finger. (laughs) And I was like, Oh, that was a point where they missed it. Where, where where he, 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 the guy in the costume took longer to say whatever Uh, the line was than James Earl Jones did. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Let's look. George Lucas is not known for being the world's greatest director. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, we talked about Tarkin for a second there. What about yeah. like what about this? Why is Tarkin so surprised that Leia lies to him? He's a master tactician, right? He's supposed yeah. to be like this great like leader, right? He's a moff, right? Why is he so, spri- is he so surprised? surprised like, right? There's such a power imbalance between him and Leia. Yeah. But in their interactions in this movie. Like he should, even no matter how smart Leia is, he shouldn't be he should not be very far behind her or even ahead of her. He should be right. a step ahead of her because of his position. Right. In terms of like, she, she's cornered, she's trapped. Mm-hmm. She has no choice. All these, he should be a step ahead of her. And yet she still gets a step ahead of him mm-hmm. a little bit. And he's like, she was lying. Well, terminate her immediately. You know, like, like <laughs> yeah. how, how, why exactly? Why is he surprised? Like, yeah. come on, dude. Make much sense. Right. I Tarkin, I am not impressed with. I know. Him, right. Frankly. I, I like I've tried when I was watching it this time, I was like, if that was Thrawn, Thrawn would have been like, I totally expected her to lie to us. Of course, she's going to yeah. lie to us. Look at who she's look at. She's a rebel. She's part of the rebel alliance. She's lying, dude. Of course, she's lying. Just blow up. Thrawn, 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 you know? Thrawn would have done the like the Adrian Veidt thing for Watchmen. Yes. Would have already blown up Alderaan <laughs> and then brought Leia up and put a video up on the screen. Right. And like prodded her. And then, yes. and and then been like, I blew it up half an hour ago. What are you talking about? You know, kind of thing. God, that's dark. <laughs> Imagine that, right? They should do another Infinities where it's Thrawn that takes over the death. Thrawn. Wait, shit. what if? Okay, so it, is is Tarkin the guy in charge on the Death Star? Is that his command? I, I'm. I think so. The reason I ask is. What is Vader's position in this particular Actually, situation? I, I don't. I can't remember if we talked about this before, but I wrote it down here. Is that like? Okay. It seems like Vader is like. 
not actually very important no. in the empire because because the guy he chokes in the yeah. in the com- council room that guy clearly did not consider vader his superior at all no he considered vader uh, like a a weirdo like a crackpot right? yeah a weirdo crackpot yeah, and he he sort of he's like your your stupid bullshit religion. You're the last one, whatever. Blah blah blah. <laughs> um, and and Vader chokes him, and then Tarkin like nonchalantly says, "Vader, release him." Yeah, and like Vader's like, "Okay, sorry." <laughs> yeah. Like he he does what he says right away. So that that was that was yeah. I, see, this is one of those things where the the relative position of Vader and the Emperor. Oh, oh. In this movie, I, I wasn't thinking about this as I was watching it, but like, do we even get the sense that Vader knows the Emperor personally in this movie? I don't think they ever explicitly say it, but I don't think they ever explicitly deny it. But but what I mean is that like, if you if all you knew about Star Wars was this movie, right, you would not it would not be a a false conclusion to say yeah yeah I wonder if Vader has ever met the Emperor. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because he's not very high on the totem pole on the command chain or whatever. Nope. He gets bossed around by several people in the Death Star. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's news to Vader that the Emperor dissolved the council, I think, right? Because Tarkin is the one who announces that. Right. So it, 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 at least it could be news to Vader. I'm not sure. Right. But either way, Vader is not the one who says it. Tarkin is the one who says the Emperor has dissolved the council. There's no need for this blah 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 whatever they're doing there right so if you if all you saw was this film and i haven't even read the novelizations i don't know what it said what that says but you could be forgiven for thinking that vader may not even know the emperor Hmm. yeah i would say you're absolutely right there because there's not there's no indication that he is any higher than like hitman yeah right like weirdo hitman right he's he's like he's almost vader in this god shit that's he's a odd job <laughs> he's he's odd job or like boba fett not well he's a cross between odd job and boba fett yeah like he's really fearsome and powerful mm-hmm. yeah but he's also like not the guy in charge right you now and he but and he's got like a weirdo weapon odd job has his hat yeah, and he's got the hat he's, he's got, got a weird laser sword yeah laser sword you know interesting weird weird to think about that and like what drove the desire to make vader into something more you know i mean i know lucas has always claimed that he had oh i had all this stuff planned out from the beginning right which based on what you see just blatantly what you see in star wars the idea that he had this relationship with the emperor planned out from the get-go is got to be bullshit you know feels like it right yeah it feels like it like how could it be anything but because frankly, if, if he had that idea, there should be some, he should have some, some more important role on the Death Star. He should be the one in charge of the Death Star. Maybe they can, maybe they did backfill this somehow, you know, because there's a lot of stuff that I backfilled mentally while watching this. Yeah. And maybe there's something out there that like, that like will the fill in that gap. Or, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like, you know, Chewy, Chewy not wanting to be in handcuffs made me think of like, well, obviously, because we saw him in cuffs in solo, we know he's been 
there before he doesn't want to do that again you know yeah that's what i mean like like maybe some little thing that like maybe oh well vader was sent by the emperor in some comic or novel early on that was like all right tarkin's in charge of this but what he doesn't know is that you know you and i are working together but like but anybody that knows the emperor or vader would have to know that they're working together right because they're working together at the end of revenge of the sith well yeah it so that, that's and that's a place hmm. where it's the it's the paper over or yeah. the the retcon or whatever you want to call it right yeah because yeah. because at that at that point tarkin should know that the emperor and vader are because he shows up and talks to them at the end of revenge of the sith right he's like the little computer computer generated tarkin oh, shows yeah. up right and talks to and they 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 gaze out at like the bones of the death star Oh fuck, you're right, dude. You know what I mean? But that's that's a retcon, kind of, because because this movie doesn't make that clear that that they had that knowledge of each other. You know? Did, did it take them 20 years to build the Death Star? It's very possible because as you recall, in Attack of the Clones, they had the plans for it. Yeah. Right? Uh Dooku snuck the plans away from the Geonosians. Right. And took them to um Palpatine. Right. So I think you might even be meant to think that something started around then and took until a new hope to get. And I mean, if you think about it, if it's the size of a moon. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a fucking operation to make it happen. So does that mean that they were working on Death Star 2 before Death Star 1 was even destroyed? I kind of think so, because I think there was, well, it depends on who you ask, right? Some of the novelists, I think, think that. Okay. If, if I remember the Jedi Academy novels, there's the Maw installation. Oh, yeah. Where they do research for stuff, right? Right, right, right. And yeah. so, like, I think, was it that there was, there might even have been another, or like a prototype Death Star there or something like that? Oh, fuck. Which, and it was hidden. Time. It was hidden behind a lot of black holes, right? Yeah. It was inside a black hole cluster or something. So they yeah. could hide from the rest of the galaxy. And there was a lot of stuff there that the Empire was like dicking around with. So it, it very well, I, I kind of think that the one that was above Endor or the, above the forest moon of Endor, you know, was already underway before the first one blew up. You know? So they had, they had plans to make multiple th- Death Stars. I think. I mean, not in this, not that this movie would have you believe. Right, right, right. But, but I think th- later on that becomes kind of the case. Interesting. Yeah. Shit. That's a good question. For a good point. I mean, so did Leia know that Obi-Wan was on Tatooine? It, so two paths here. She did or she didn't. If she didn't, right. that makes putting the plans on R2 an even more desperate act because right. she is trusting that Obi-Wan Kenobi somewhere in the galaxy right. uh, will somehow find his way to this droid mm-hmm. or this droid will find its way to Obi-Wan Kenobi or, and it, either, either that's even more of an act of desperation than we realize, or she somehow knew that Obi-Wan was on Tatooine. Although I don't know how she would have known that. Her dad would have had to have told her. Bale knows that Obi-Wan's going to Tatooine. Obi-Wan at the end of Revenge of the Sith yeah, says, the Hey, the Sith. Yeah. You know, I'm going to take this one to Tatooine. to Tatooine. Watch over him. 
she has to know because she tells she okay so wait, she puts so wait the, why is why is the tent of four above Tatooine when they capture it they were heading they were heading that way like they were just running they were going towards, to Tatooine I think so yeah I would think okay. so that's my thought because she just with the backfield stuff that we know we know that yeah. they came from like Scarif. backfield stuff I, I'm there on the backfill right like I can get there from the backfill okay okay so I'm you're not sure thinking get, like I'm not sure I can get there from this movie like this inside okay. inside this movie i don't know why so wiping Tantor away all is above stuff let's talk about just specifically this specifically this film this film it it, it based may, on it may the just dialogue be an unspoken thing that she knows right yeah right now now well okay her father must know that he's there that must be why she's headed there, right? She was probably headed there with that information herself, right? Yeah. yeah. But when it became apparent that she wasn't going to be able to make it off the ship and to the planet's surface, she sent R2 and 3PO. Right. Because she says, specifically in her message, my father said you, uh, you, you served my father in the Clone Wars, right? So yeah. he knew he knew obi-wan he knew who right he was and where he was is my assumption because at that point we're not meant to believe that he was in hiding necessarily just that he's just just that he was retired or something retired and living out his life you know yeah because by this point we don't know that there was an order 66 or that there was a purge or anything yeah like i'm not even sure the film knows that right nope I think, yeah, I think we are supposed to think, God, that's a good point. Cause I had never thought to think, I never thought to think, uh, <laughs> Hey, <laughs> that, I should think about this, that Obi-Wan was doing anything but hiding, right. but, but you're right. We don't know. All that we know is that he's just like, eh, I was a Jedi and now I'm not, I'm going to go live over here. Cool, bro. Right. And if right. he's in hiding, how, why, why would Owen know where he is? Why would, Half the planet knows where he is. Half, like, they, yeah, everyone like Luke knows about him. Oh, yeah, he's just a strange yeah. old hermit. He lives out in beyond the Dune Sea. Oh, okay, you know, yeah, he's the weirdo, and he still wears the fucking Jedi robes everywhere he goes. <laughs> he's not in although, hiding. Although at that point too, we also don't know that those are Jedi robes, right? And maybe they weren't even That's meant true. to be Jedi robes, right? It just looks like a bathrobe. He just, he just is wearing desert attire desert attire and i mean that's kind of like it's it's almost like you could you could even wonder whether obi-wan's clothing was at first never meant to be like jedi attire Mm -hmm. and that they used that to then create jedi robes and stuff like that 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 kills me though because why would why would if you're supposed to be in hiding and nobody's supposed to know you're there now just talking from the backfield stuff yeah if you're supposed to be in hiding and nobody's supposed to know you're there why does everybody know where you are number one number two why are you still wearing your jedi stuff yeah and you, and you wear your lightsaber wander- to the bar right yeah just wander around in like regular clothes i thought to myself in the cantina with with the backfill information mm-hmm. that it's incredibly dangerous for obi-wan kenobi to pull out his lightsaber yeah incredibly dangerous yeah not only for losing limbs <laughs> but <laughs> but in terms of letting people know that oh that's a jedi yeah because we're not long enough gone from 
the Republic to for people to have entirely forgotten the Jedi. Right. Right. You know. Yeah. So, jeez, very dangerous for him to have done that. Mm-hmm. God, Obi Wan, so fucking reckless. <laughs> he really was. Speaking of the losing limbs thing, I watched a, a they they paralleled a scene in this movie Yojimbo, which I think is a Nakura Kurosawa film, and the bar scene in Star Wars, the cantina scene, and it it's basically like the same thing. Right, like he lifted and lift the like the, the dialogue word for word or anything like that, but like it's the same thing. Like some dude like challenges the guy. He's like, "Hey, you know, I'm wanted. I'm a wanted man. You know, blah blah blah." Yeah. And this dude, this dude, like the 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 old wizen the old wizen samurai, um, like packs one dude's arm off, <laughs> and like you see the arm laying on the ground. I'm like, damn, yeah. he lifted that shit straight a, out of there. That's a yojimbo thing right there. Yeah. I want to say that's what it was called. I, I have to go back and look at that. It was a few days ago, but so a couple of things I noticed here, just with our conversations having gone the way they are. Yeah. Or having gone the way they've gone. 3PO expresses guilt, regret, and sadness. Yes. At the end that Luke failed or he failed Luke. Excuse me. Yeah. And he says, we seem to be made to suffer, suffer, like, come on yes there it is right but then yeah yeah but then later r2 right there's when when they're loading up for for battle right at the end the flight crew is loading r2 into the x-wing and the guy says hey your r2 unit's seen better days you want a different one like he's just handing them out like candy yeah. or something, yeah. right? <laughs> and Luke's like, "Nah, I've been through way, way through way too much with this little guy." You know, he's like, "Hey, R two, you good?" And like R 2s like, "Man, yeah, I'm fine." Beep, 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 beep. Yeah. yeah. But then after they get back, after Luke's, after R two's been blown to shit, Luke is like hugging on Leia, and Luke does not care. He doesn't give two fucks about R two at that point. <laughs> uh, he's like, three PO cares. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 3PO doesn't care. 3PO cares greatly. Yeah. He's like circuits and gears. Take him. Right. Him, right. Yeah. Luke is like, let's go party. What's that? A droid? Oh, well, whatever. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like that's a good point. So casual about like his like, no, I'm not taking a new one. We're buddies. Right. R2. <laughs> oh, he's dead. Fuck him. Whatever. Let's go. <laughs> he got fried. Nobody cares. <laughs> there's mixed signals about like how there's, droids there are treated. Is, in this. There is mixed signals. Yeah. And then, and then. <laughs> Along the lines of like sort of poor treatment of droids. Yeah. I never noticed before how, so when they get to the blown up sand crawler. Yeah. And then Luke is like, oh no, I got to go home. And then he comes back mm-hmm. to get, pick up the droids and Obi-Wan. Yeah. 3PO is the one who's throwing Jawa bodies in the fire. Yeah. <laughs> like he's the, he's the carcass wrangler. <laughs> Obi-Wan's like, I'm not fucking doing this. He's like, I'm not doing that. You're a droid. Do it. <laughs> you droid. droid. Take care of this action for me, huh? Yeah, that was uh, that made me <laughs> be quite amused by that. It, it, and this, of course, is just backfilled stuff, you know. Like me, like our discussions have have led us to this droid sentience thing more mm-hmm. often than mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. And 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 it just it clicked with me. And then the, just the idea that Luke would be so callous in his approach to R two and R two safety, yeah. And, and even beyond that, does Vader? You think Vader knows that that was R two that he just blew up? Like he has to fucking know, oh. right? 
because he's like in, like in, R2 was his little space continuity. Buddy. Yeah, holy yeah. crap. R2 was his fucking space buddy, right? I mean, when he was on the with was part of his Jedi starfighter, right? That's just that just deepens the like shittiness of Darth Vader. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like child murderer, droid friend destroyed. droid murderer. Yeah. God. Yeah. Oh, Darth Vader, you suck. Yeah. You are really a dick. He's Darth Vader. You are Darth Vader. Asshole. You. <laughs> I'm not afraid to say that Darth Vader is kind of a dick. <laughs> kind of a dick. <laughs> Definitely. So, how do you suppose? Did, how did how did the Jawas get a hold of those Star Wars sand crawlers? Like, I don't get the sense that Jawas have like factories and shit. Yeah, or really much of a civilization, really. So, like, how did they get a hold of the sand crawlers? Did they buy them from somebody else? I don't know. Kind of curious an, about that. It's an interesting one. Yeah. I or is it like one? Is it like that one crew of Jawas like stole it from somebody else? You know, <laughs> and the other Jawas are just like wandering around in bars and stuff doing regular <laughs> Jawa stuff. And that one crew of Jawas is like right. the king shit Jawas of the of Tatooine who <laughs> who get to tool around in the sand crawler and. <laughs> But like, like you're, 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 <laughs> so, um, we talked about like, like force users having like different jobs. Like there'd be teachers that were force sensitive and blah, blah, blah. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, there's obviously not, not all Jawas are like scrappers, right? Maybe there's, I don't Jawa, think so. yeah, yeah. Maybe there's Jawa engineers <laughs> and Jawa, like, you know, but, but they all dress in the exact they, same outfit. Well, yeah. And also like. You, you have to have a pretty advanced society to make a thing like that. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And like, I don't think Jawas have their own cities and shit. Maybe they do, but then we just don't see them. But yeah, maybe like, I don't know. Maybe they're not native to Tatooine, but they just come to Tatooine to. Oh, yeah. Like to scavenge. I mean, Jawas are like a mystery. Yeah. Jawas sure. are definitely a mystery lot of mysteries in star wars they don't spend a lot of time on them or droids yeah like other than like funny haha you know laurel and hardy cartoon or, you know or if you saber them to death in force unleashed <laughs> you know <laughs> which you kind of have to because they like torture yeah. you if you don't so that's right yeah the jaw was I, I used lightning on them most of the time. In the first <laughs> you know, we were talking about music and that actually, I think is probably one of the things that was very, very, I noticed a lot of in the force unleashed the music in that, in that game was very heavily influenced by the original trilogy music. And maybe that played into why we liked it so much. It could have. Yeah, it could have. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> not to go back to that. Oh, I don't want to go back to that. We already did that, but oh back to that so yeah. so in the, when they're on the death star here's another thing i just sort of randomly noticed mm -hmm. when so when when r2 and 3po are alone in that little conference room or not conference room but like the that room where they kind of hang out at first when that they little get recon the, area that yeah yeah and then the and then the stormtroopers break in and 3po is like oh no they went that away yeah and then the one stormtrooper guy he's like you stay here and guard them right and then and then 3PO is like, I need to take my friend to maintenance. And the stormtrooper is like, okay, go ahead. Yeah. What's that guy doing now? He's like, <laughs> is he guarding an empty room now? <laughs> Never thought of it that way, but you're right. Commander, commander guy said to guard the room, so I'm guarding the room. You know, like. <laughs> uh, 
supposed to just got this, so I'm dotting it now. There's That's what I'm further, pulling. Further evidence of clone madness in <laughs> the stormtroopers. <laughs> we got to go to maintenance. Okay. I'll guard the room. You go to maintenance, you know. <laughs> he said guard the room, not the droids inside. He said guard the room. Um, That's, that is too fucking funny, dude. Oh, my God. What is he guarding? What's he guarding? What is he like? Just in case they come back, they're not coming back. Yeah, but that was and then that's and, so then, and then he'd probably forget and he'd guard the room from getting back in the room, right? Yeah, he'd be like, "Sorry, I can't let you in. I'm guarding the room." Yeah, yeah. You know? The droids are back. The, the clone madness has taken me, and I can't let you back in the room. Hold on. <laughs> I'm supposed Monsieur to guard something. <laughs> the room. Yes. Sorry, you can't go in. I'm guarding this room. Do you imagine that that guy later? <laughs> Later on, he's like had his dinner at the space mess hall, and yeah. maybe he went to the space bar and had like a couple <laughs> of drinks. And he's like sitting at home reading like the like Emperor Palpatine's manifesto or some shit. And he's like, "Oh fuck, I let those droids go. I was supposed to let. Th- I was supposed to guard the droids." <laughs> it's like it's that, it's that it's that cat meme where the cat is in a robe and looking at a paper <laughs> yeah. and says, "I should buy a boat." Shit. Only it's the stormtrooper says, up "Carl, yeah, <laughs> I was supposed to guard the droids." You know. <laughs> so uh, okay, so I never thought about this before, but like yeah. okay, so in the when they're fighting the Death Star at the end. Mm-hmm. And the fighters make their attack. Did, did they have to fly so far in the trench? Yeah, yeah, right. Like, why did they have right. to fly that far in the trench? Couldn't because I mean, I, I get that maybe you had to line up the shot. You had to kind of be in the trench to line up the shot. Sure, but that doesn't mean you had to fly like a hundred miles in the trench <laughs> to get to the shot. You know what I mean? Right, right. <laughs> so anyway, that's that's, that's, a, that's a damn good point. <laughs> like they could have like. I don't know, approached from a specific spot, dove into the trench and like went after it, you know? Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. Because that thing is clicking down from like 50,000 <laughs> meters out or whatever, right? 50, yeah. Like, and then they just sit there and look at their computer and it, it ticks down. And it comes back zero. and forth like several and times. You're like, and it's <laughs> like, well, you could be avoiding the TIE fighters better if you were not just flying in the trench that also has cannons blasting at you like right maybe, right maybe think about that before you plan your next death star <laughs> assault but you're 100 percent right why why stay in this why narrow fucking trench be in the trench so long <laughs> right yeah that's a really good point speaking of the death star when and again this is just backfield information but we read that uh that story that you picked out the one about alderaan right right in like the few moments leading up to the uh the death star lasering it to death and when they when they zap all around this time i was like oh shit <laughs> like i felt it harder than i've ever felt it yeah, before yeah this viewing because yeah. of that short story yes like thinking I was about like, bail and the mom just like watching the yes wave of destruction thinking that oh hey she's still alive we still have hope oh good <laughs> oh no oh, oh no oh no oh <laughs> no you can't escape branching out in Star Wars. So like once you've branched out a little bit 
anytime you go back and watch Star Wars or Empire or Jedi or any of the others, once you've branched out a little bit, that is that next viewing is informed by yeah those additional you things. You, you can't know, like, watch those things. Yeah, yeah. You'll never experience it the same way again. You know, which is kind of why I really don't give a shit about like special editions versus non-special editions or any of that stuff. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like you'll never experience it that way again. Yeah. People just want to keep clinging to that, I think. Yeah. And, that's, yeah, yeah. and I mean, sure, if that's what you want to do, but whatever. I'm, I'm at, right now. I'm actually looking back at my notes from the first time. Oh, Ooh, this is good. I couldn't find my notes. I couldn't find them. I, this was back when I was still writing them down. This was the, the, the one. So one thing is now, I brought this up, uh, and I think it's worth getting out there into the world now. At the speed of light, the distance between us and Voyager 1, you now have enough time to watch all the Star Wars movies. To, if you leave Earth at the speed of light and you head toward where Voyager 1 is now, yep. you now have enough time to watch all the Star Wars movies. All, all that, 11 of on them? On that journey. Or? All of the saga films. All nine, okay. Yeah, all nine nice. films. Yeah. Nice. The... When so when Luke returns to his home after the Empire has been there, yeah, yeah, and yeah. blasted Owen and Brew, the television version of A New Hope that I had, yeah, did not have the close up of the burned up skeleton of Owen or Brew, whoever it's supposed to be. Oh, wow, right? Which is huh. like so I noticed that last time, but again, this time too, it was it's still jarring to me, yeah. To imagine that that's like, that's the guy that we just saw yelling at Luke about power converters or whatever. And yeah, right? and that's his skeleton or her skeleton with the blue milk. Right. Yeah. That's, that's roasted relative. <laughs> yeah. Of Luke's roasted Lars roasted Lars right there. Completely just, which, which actually makes the return to Obi-Wan and the like, there's nothing here for me. Like yeah. that makes it that much more powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Which I, and so, so like that TV edit actually didn't do me any favors <laughs> for yeah. that reason. Right. Right. Uh, even though, I mean, I get why ratings wise, they probably had to cut it. Sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> pretty, pretty brutal. Pretty. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That of course was pre South Park time frame too. So I think South Park like softened the, the sensors a little bit. So I have I have two more things. Yeah, what do you got? Sorry, things, really. sorry, I don't mean to just no, I don't mean okay. to sidetrack. No, <laughs> that never happens anyway. So, so one is sci-fi nerd thing. Yeah, stars are so sparse in the in any galaxy that you don't you shouldn't need calculations to make an escape jump. If you want to get somewhere, you need to calculate where to go, right? But if right. you just need to jump to hyperspace to escape, yeah. Space is so sparse, you will statistically never run into anything. Like if you left Earth and just point a direction, yeah, you would never hit a star. You'd never hit a star. Not a star, sure, but in Star Wars universe, there's probably a lot more stuff in space, Star Wars universe, than there is in our universe, right? Don't you think? More stuff like... I don't know, like satellites, space stations, debris... Blown up right. chunks of planets that got you know, lasered to death, you know, shit like I mean, that. I mean, maybe, but when you consider the vastness of space, statistically, you will never hit anything. 
So, so if you're, so I'm not saying you should travel all the time like that, right. but if you need to escape, you should hit the hyperdrive. Just do it now. Yeah. Just hit the hyperdrive and then drop out of hyperspace after hmm. a minute or two. Right. Because you'll never, you will never hit anything if, if that is your way of doing it. Yeah. But that's, okay. again, that's just a quibble, a sci-fi quibble that doesn't matter because Star Wars isn't, isn't sci-fi anyway. Right. 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 But a note I made, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, which, but it also made it also that the beginning, the beginning of Rise of Skywalker when they escape, yeah. by like skipping through hyperspace, yeah. Even though they land on planets all the time, it, a it's crazy that they always hit a planet. That's not how it would work <laughs> yeah. at all. Yeah. Um. But B, that that would be a valid way to escape to just just to just hit the jump now. Yeah. Because you won't hit anything statistically speaking. Right. And you get away and then just drop out and then point yourself in the right way. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> go, go 10 miles down the road. <laughs> right. 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 And escape the cops and then pull out your space Google maps <laughs> and go to where you wanted to go. <laughs> right. Um, space Google maps. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Um, the Luke must smell atrocious <laughs> after the garbage scene. <laughs> Because because they say because Han says, What an incredible smell you've discovered. Yeah. And then Luke gets fucking dunked in it. Yeah, he does. For like a minute and oh, a half. Yeah, that's right. He gets dragged under gets and like dragged, dragged all over the place. He must smell terrible. Oh fuck. Yeah, I didn't and think then of that. Leia gives him a little smooch on the way out. And he must he must smell awful yeah. at that point. She gives him a smooch on the awful. way out. She doesn't care about like all that sewer water that he's all that been, like, sewage that he just like ran through or whatever damn and and by the way they're escaping the things or whatever and they take the time to change back into their clothes yeah right? they get out of the garbage thing yeah. and then they change back into their clothes <laughs> like they were just they were just in a firefight yeah and the people saw them jump into the thing and could easily <laughs> go yeah they're in they're in compactor number 12 right that's where they are right yeah why does it take them so long like, to find them the, like don't change your clothes. Keep running. You shouldn't know? shouldn't the Imperials just be able to be like, all right, they just jumped down, like you just said, right? And shouldn't they just be like waiting for them at that door? Or or it took just, them forever to get out of there. Or just drop a space grenade down the tube, right? <laughs> <laughs> you guys are space fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Got him, sir. Because <laughs> I mean, she's scheduled for termination anyway, and mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. <laughs> they just all line up and just like blast their blasters down the little hole, right? <laughs> right, right. Um, they, so wow. they they should have done that. Never even fucking thought yeah. of that. Shit, that's we're just we're just fucking roasting this movie now. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> ways that ways that this could have ended quickly, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Help me, Obi Wan Kenobi. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> oh shit. Okay, well, <laughs> terrible right. idea. Okay, never mind. <laughs> just go with the flow. Oh fuck. <laughs> Kenobi's not on. The, um, the other thing, the other thing I was going to mention, which yeah. I think probably doesn't actually fit in this episode because it's it's big. Everything starts here. Everything starts here. Both in like our time, in yeah. terms of. This is the first Star Wars piece of whatever. Yeah. But also like every piece of media Star Wars based since 
ultimately depends on this one. Star Wars A New Hope is like the fundamental axiom of all of Star Wars. Yeah. Whatever, right? You can't, that's the thing that will never change is A New Hope, right? Right, right. And the things, the things that are introduced in it, of course, get built on and then change around after it, like mm. the Jedi, like the Jedi. Yeah. What the Jedi are is so different by the end of everything. Like the, and the, the force, think about that. Like I had no idea what the force really was. Yeah. After seeing this movie, right. Empire return of the Jedi. And then all of the other fiction in the universe fill in a huge gap there because like Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan never like makes anything move with the force in this movie. Yeah. In fact, nobody does any sort of telekinetic stuff. Right. Right. Vader never like lifts anything with the force. Obi-Wan never lifts anything with the force. The most forceful thing anybody does is the, the mind trick, the, the like, Hey, look over here that Obi-Wan does. The choke too. Or the, or the choke. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which I guess is kind of telekinetic, but still is a very, it's very, it's sparse. very, it's sparse. And it's also not, it's kind of weird too, a little bit in terms, just in terms of like, you actually, you could walk away from this movie and not even realize that you could like lift a book off the table with the force. Right. 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 Or that you could, you know, you know, blast the door open with the force or shoot lightning with the force or whatever, like everything, nothing in here it gives you any sense of what's going on there. Mm-hmm. And, and Obi-Wan Kenobi, who is a Jedi. Yeah. All he ever does is trick people with the force. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. So there's very passive, very passive. And yeah, I think what I, okay. So the, the approach to the force in this movie is well, Obi-Wan says that he says, um, a force is what gives a Jedi his power. And Luke says, so it controls your, your actions. And Ben says, well, sure, but it also obeys your commands. So it's this symbiotic relationship, right? Yeah. I think what they're, what they're doing, because of course, you know, if you look at, look at, so when you think about it, like Vader is literally the man in black and obi-wan is literally the guy in white like his robes underneath like his outer brown shell it's white yeah it's white white, yeah right so it's good guy versus bad guy it's the guy with the white hat versus the guy with the black hat right yeah and obi-wan's use of the force is more passive vader's use is more like aggressive or aggressive like choke people you know yeah and in fact he, I, I'm, I'm almost 100% convinced that when he's talking about the, how Leia is resisting the mind probes, it's him doing the invasive mind probe. The mind probing, like, yeah. Like, yeah, like what Kylo Ren does to Ray. To Ray, yeah. You know, like, that must be what it is, right? So, so like, this is, this is the cut and dried good versus evil, black versus white you know, or black hat versus white hat, I guess I should say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, version of the force before it becomes more nuanced later. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I think. Yeah. That's, that's kind of where I'm kind of, yeah. that's kind of where I approach it. It's the, it's the, like, it would be, it would be really great to like, this would be more of a thing to like do as a, a dissertation or something like that. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, and trace, 
trace like like earth chronology wise the release of various star wars material and then update like what it what the force is and can do with every new piece of material and what the jedi are right yeah, yeah. because i think i think for a long time starting with of course with a new hope but uh, until maybe even until maybe even phantom menace possibly you believe that the jedi are just good they're just good yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And even in Phantom Menace, do you even get the sense that the Jedi aren't even Phantom Menace might still give you that sense of like that yeah, they're good. They're good. Mm-hmm. They're they're the good ones. Yeah. Jedi are sort of unequivocally good. Right. You know. So th- there's there's a good, you know, 20 25 years of of the Jedi are nothing but good. Right. That takes until those movies and then the later things like Knights of the Old Republic and that kind of stuff to sort of break down yeah. That sense of In the expanded uh, universe, the, the the novels, the yeah, the, all of that. Anyway, they, they just, I God, I would be it would be it would be fun to, to to do something like that. Who has the fucking time? But it would be fun. <laughs> Not me. Not me. <laughs> Not that this fucking guy. <laughs> well, uh, what do you uh, what do you say we wrap this then? If yeah, let's uh, do it. Let's let's it. decide what's next. Okay. All right, so what do we have that's still on the, uh, so, the hopper? So we pull forward from the previous flip loss, tag and bank. Tag and bank, right, yeah. Yep, and then we also have other options. Sure. What did? But Okay, so let me ask you this. Yeah. So we, we did, because I'm looking, I'm actually looking at our topic list, so to speak. Sure. In my, my Google Drive notes things. Yeah. Cause, because we did the 2020 Darth Vader comics. Yeah. Yep. And there is a corresponding Star Wars 2020 comic, right? There's a corresponding, yeah, right? So, the, so, yep. which should have seven, eight issues out by now, something like that. Yeah, I think here. I think they started at the same time, right? They started so, right around the same time. Yeah. So that could be an interesting thing too, because that's kind of right in the mix of this original trilogy stuff. Star Wars has nine issues out. Star Wars has nine issues. Yeah. So we could do an arc of that. Is is another option we could that would that i'd be down with that yeah i'd be down with that then then of course we've been talking about doing things that are related or that gave inspiration to star wars you know like kurosawa films and uh things that make us think of that stuff like ghost of tsushima although you're not done with that game yet i'm not done we should we should we should consider things like that too yeah okay but i don't i don't know where to start quite yet with that yeah, and I'm so, not quite sure about that either. So, may, so, so let me propose this then. Okay. Our our coin flip flip tonight. Okay. Tag and bank versus the Star Wars, the 2020 Star Wars comic, which had, like you said, has seven or eight issues out, nine issues out now. Okay. So just like maybe take the first arc of that. The first arc of go that. With that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. That sound okay? I, yeah, I could do that. Yeah, that works. Okay. All right. So now we, Richard and Paul are letting the force decide oh but we got to decide so heads oh, yeah. heads is um heads will be tag and bank tails which is darth vader will be the star wars thing so now now <laughs> we let the force decide it's heads we're doing it's tag and bank tag and bank tag and bank it is tag and bank all right well that'll be our That'll be our next episode. Thanks for listening, Jeff. Thanks for listening. Uh, Official sign off.
Uh, Adieu. Bye. Adieu. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Great Disturbances. If you enjoyed our show, please leave us a review on iTunes, Podbean, or any of your favorite podcast apps. You can find us on Facebook by searching for at Great Disturbances and on Twitter at G Disturbances. See you later! <laughs>